0: Welcome back to Two Bookworms.
1: One podcast.
0: The book club podcast where our best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And it's officially summer. No, it's not, but it feels like it. Here in Texas. Almost. <laughs>
1: Almost. Oh my goodness. It is so hot.
0: So we hope it's a bit cooler where you are. <laughs> it probably wherever is. Are. Wherever you are. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's hot. Um Yeah. It's abnormally hot, and we're not getting any. Yeah, and we're not getting any rain. Although a storm did blow in like unexpectedly last night, and there was a ton of hail. We could hear it banging on the windows, like woke me up. Oh, did y'all get any? We got a lot of wind. Yes, that wind was crazy. We tried to open our outside door. it was like no. you couldn't
1: open it. It was like ripped from you. I'm sure if it yes. would have been open. Yes,
0: it was crazy. <laughs> crazy. Well, uh, let's do our suck and sweet for the week. Lacey, what is your suck? So, okay. What is my suck? <laughs> I'm bracing myself.
1: <laughs> what? Okay, you tell me yours first because. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, I've got, no, I've got a suck. Okay, mine is okay, really insignificant, but it's still part of the saga that has been <laughs> continued. so I received a response from the place that I ordered all of my body jewelry from oh yeah they were shipping out my replacement I was like cool all right and so it arrives you know I open it up it's two pairs of earrings in the wrong size (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it was like Four sizes too big. Oh. <laughs> and they had printed out the receipt again and circled what they were supposed to
0: be sending, which said the correct size. Like, mm. I didn't
1: even bother to email or anything back because this is not worth it. No, $14. I
0: would. And I would ask for your money back and be like, you know, I'm just done. Like, I don't even want to deal with it anymore.
1: I'm just not going to order anymore. I'm going to go somewhere <sighs> else. Which yeah. is the downside for them because I order
0: a lot Because I tend to lose a lot of (laughs) jewelry. Okay, here's my theory: the Walmart picker got a job with them in their shipping department, and now.
1: My goodness, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said it. Yeah, because you wanted to talk about it last time. uh, I did, and I forgot. So. Walmart. (laughs) Did you make a Walmart order? So it wasn't, it wasn't technically Walmart, but it was still a grocery, one of the grocery delivery okay. free services.
0: Oh, so man.
1: I ordered four individual honey buns because I prefer the Mrs. Beards and you can only find them individually.
0: Okay. They
1: brought me four boxes of Little Debbie honey buns, like the big family size boxes. <laughs> so now I have like. Fifty honey buns. Okay, can I have a box?
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I fucking love those. And B, um, was it the same price as that? Because the Mrs. Berens ones are like a dollar, right? Yeah. Something so you got like, four I think they're like two boxes now. for four dollars.
1: No, they charge they charge you more. They increase
0: and decrease the price. Oh, so they charged you the price of the box. Yeah, but I
1: did leave it so open those. for them to pick a replacement. <laughs>
0: I should but have said still, <laughs> you ordered four honey buns, right. and you got 40 honey buns. Right. Like, okay, can, can we have a box, though? <laughs> <laughs> I love those things. Those are good. Okay, so for anyone that's like, I think Mrs. Barrett's is just a southern thing. Um, Mrs. Barrett's is like a bakery that makes bread, um, but like they also make pie pockets and honey buns and just... Really good shit, so it really sucks that they gave you Little Debbie's versus Mm. Mrs. Barrett's, because Mrs. Barrett's Mm -hmm. is like... Steve, do they have Mrs. Barrett's up north? Like, when you lived in Michigan or Indiana? I think they had it when we lived in Colorado. Did they have it when we lived in Colorado? I don't think, yeah, I don't even think they had it in Colorado. I mean, I don't buy Mrs. Barrett's bread, because I buy that, um... I'm really stuck on this Sarah Lee 45-calorie bread. Yeah so good um but yeah mrs baird's is the shit yum those pie pockets. i need to go
1: to bucky's i need to go to bucky's
0: oh my god we went saturday um we were like on the way home and we stopped and you know we're just gonna get snacks and shit and four fucking school buses pulled up with a band lazy. <laughs> All I know is I'm standing there looking at the Bucky shirt that I don't need. And then I look up and see like 500 kids running through. It was like a stampede. I thought people were evacuating. I had no idea what was going on. And then I saw all them kids and I'm like, fuck, Steve, we got to go. Oh, and by the way, there's a cherry sour shortage again. Oh, no. There were no fucking cherry sours there. But you know what? My dear, sweet brother-in-law, who I claim as my own brother, um, was coming up from where he lives in Austin and he stopped at the Buckies and Temple and just he knew because the last time we went to visit him I, I guess I was bitching about there not being any cherry sours and they had some. He bought me a package.
1: Isn't that sweet?
0: I was like that is the so sweetest nice. thing that I know that he thought That's of so me. Good. So I have one bag and I have not opened it yet because I'm saving it and I'm yeah. going to ration it. <sighs> Oh, so back to sucking sweet. um That could be part of my suck is the fucking cherry sours. God. But what else? What else? Mercury's going. We know. What yes. else? Okay, are you reading my mind? Because that—that that was my suck was that Mercury's in retrograde because it has totally messed up like everything.
1: I know. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> I feel so it too. Hard. <laughs> I feel it too. Like dude, like I never cut myself when I'm cooking. I like sliced the hell out of my thumb today.
0: Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good.
1: But like, I never cut
0: myself. I was like, what is going on? Kendall Jennered yourself. Have you seen that video? No. Kendall Jenner's like trying to cook something and she's trying to cut up a cucumber, but girl has no idea how to cut up a cucumber. Naturally. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so that cherry flowers, Mercury and Retrograde. Um it's just weird. Things just feel really, really weird. Yeah. So then last week was when Mercury started. Then we had Friday the thirteenth. And then I was PMSing
1: and I was oh, like, Steve, you better
0: you better just go get a hotel room. It's like the unholy <laughs> tri- Yeah, just it give rough. me
1: like a thousand.
0: Yeah, he brought home a crumble box today to smooth things <laughs> <laughs> over. poor Steve. Um, what's your sweep for the week?
1: So like a few months ago, the watch that I always wear got recalled. Oh you yeah, yeah. How did it get recalled? Uh and- some of them had the potential for an exploding battery, apparently. <laughs> While it's on your body? <laughs> yeah, 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 Oh, my yeah. God. So, I uh, heard about this. Yeah, so it, you had the option to request a package be sent. You can put your watch in it, send it back to them, and then they determine if you get a refund and how much and all that. So I sent it in, and apparently <laughs> mine was one of the ones that was in okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. So they sent me, like, every penny back that I paid for it, like, years ago. And it was a chunk of change, you know, because electronics are. Uh Uh-huh. So I just went and got a new
0: one. (laughs) Nice. A new Fitbit? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm wearing it. What is it going to take to get you to convert to Apple Watch? So we can... I would never pair ours together. I would never... Why you have an
1: iPhone. It will link. Yeah, to but I have iPhone. like you know how old my iPhone is? It will
0: it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> like, I do I don't really like technology. The only reason I have this is so I have a time and I have some other things that I need and I have GPS should I need it because I do get like two trick off you on the Apple Watch. No, 'cause see I don't like to update my stuff either. <laughs> Oh, my God, listen!
0: <laughs> so you got the newest Fitbit then?
1: Not the newest, but one of the newer ones. Gotcha. Does it look like your old one? No.
0: Is it, like, thinner, or is it, like, it's just, it just looks, like, a little classier. Okay. You have to send me a pic. Yeah. Steve, uh I finally got Steve on that Apple Watch. He was a Fitbit for a long time, Uh but plot twist. He never wears the damn Apple Watch either, so... <laughs> <laughs> See, he just wears nothing. Steve I know. knows my pain. I bought him a wedding ring. <laughs> he doesn't wear the wedding ring. I bought him the Apple Watch. He doesn't wear the Apple Watch. He said that's not fair. <laughs> he said the wedding ring don't Steve. fit.
1: I know how it is, Steve. I don't like the watch either.
0: She says she don't like the Apple Watch either. Um, my sweet for the week is school is over. Good exams, everything done. Yep. Um, I was done. The eighth? I think the eighth, yeah. Nice. And everything submitted, yep, so it's been Sci really relief. Weird. Yes, it's been it's a sigh of relief and it's been really weird like not having any homework to do. And then like last week I was obviously in a depressive mercury retrograde funk, so I was me just too. like couldn't oh, enjoy too. it. Oh but, me too. Oh yeah, I told I like told Steve Friday, I was like, I'm just really depressed and he was like
1: mine (laughs) I don't know girl I was crying at everything everything like my dog (laughs) looked at me wrong and I was in tears (laughs) I was so confused as to what was going on I was like this is not me
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny and then we like went somewhere and someone like cut me off and then I was like yelling and I was like almost crying because Steve's always criticizing my driving and I was like that is literally Mm -hmm. that's literally not my fault like i did nothing wrong in that situation <sighs> oh goodness um so it's funny that you had a walmart a substitution thing because uh i placed a walmart order and this is a really weird thing because there's this dessert that steve made for the first time over like easter yeah and it's really freaking good but it, it requires it's like this what did what did my mom call say say that dessert was like Steve like a dump cake? So Ooh. you basically just yeah you just like dump a bunch of stuff. So like you line the bottom of a we use like a glass baking dish. You line the bottom of that with chessman cookies. Have you ever heard of that? Oh,
1: I think cookies. I saw this and it was like a lemon curd or yeah. something like that. So you yeah,
0: okay. Do a can of lemon cream filling, but pie filling. You do a can of blueberry pie filling. Mm. You do a bunch of butter. What else you do, Steve?
1: Don't you do like
0: something else on top?
1: No?
0: I think that, I think that was it. And then you bake it and then it was so good. So we were like, oh, we should make another one for like when we go to your mom's house. So for some reason, I cannot find blueberry pie filling or lemon cream pie filling at any freaking grocery store around here. But Walmart. a thing right now. Oh, it's a thing right now.
1: Yeah, there's been a TikTok going around. That's why I've seen it
0: oh okay okay that yes it was a tiktok that we saw it on yeah yeah and so but walmart can ship it so i ordered it from walmart and they shipped me all the other stuff and then like didn't put either of those two in there and those were the two things that i needed no yeah and i was like so it's not even like they substituted they just flat out did not put that shit in there yeah Yeah. but they were super cool i like chatted with the dude and he had that shit out there the next day i was like damn okay Mm mm-hmm Okay, next on my list. You are um supposed to retell the ending of your catfish story because it the recording cut off last time wow. and I have no idea why.
1: Where did it stop me? Where did it stop?
0: Um just start at you made the dating profile to catfish your ex that you knew was cheating on you. Okay. Just like just simplify it.
1: Okay. Just so they so, can get the
0: ending.
1: Yeah. So I made a profile that was his ex. Girlfriend, and then I made a profile like a chick that had similar features as both of us. And <laughs> long story short, <laughs> when we had fought, I brought it up and told him <laughs> that both were me. <laughs> <laughs> because he was, like, chatting it up with the the new girl and, you know, getting buddy-buddy and, like, I really want to meet you and do so that, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, he was still messaging the ex-profile, like, oh, I really miss you.
0: <laughs> so you made <laughs> one of his ex-girlfriend and then you yeah. made one of, a, like, a new girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> See, you are, uh, I would have, like. He totally said, deserved it. I would have given him a time and a place to meet up, and then I would have ambushed him, fucking reality TV cheater style, and been like, "Hey,
1: I wanted to see your face," and I was like, "They're me." <laughs> what did he say? He couldn't believe it. Like
0: <laughs> he,
1: he, he moved out shortly
0: after. Okay. Well, it's good because you know what? You got closure and. Yeah, he totally
1: deserved that crap. Like, he was a gaslighter, like, toxic, disgusting thing.
0: Was this the Gemini? Yes. Mm, Yeah, on brand. Mm, mm, Steve's shaking his head. Yeah, 20 year old Cameron and 20 year old Lacey was, they were dramatic. Yeah, I'm not like that now. I wouldn't be
1: calling for that shenanigans. I'd be like, mm.
0: I'm just too lazy. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, one more thing before we start talking about the book. William. Yes. Listened to the collective episode two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And let me pull up his text because he did. He raised. And as soon as he was talking about it with me, I messaged you to confirm because he did raise some valid points. Let me go back. OK, so he said this book sounds good, but I have an issue. The main antagonist is zero 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 one. This implies she is either the first or the second joiner of this dark site. This means one of three situations. Situation one, this organization has existed for a while. 0001 is in it before the therapist died. And then the protagonist happens to kill the child of the head of this ghost organization. Cause remember I texted you and I said, how long has the therapist been dead? And you were like, it was a year. It was a year from when she yeah. was arrested. Yeah. So he said, situation number two, 0001 formed this whole organization in the sport in the short time since the therapist died. Situation three, the therapist died. 0001 joins the group and rises through the ranks and takes over the alias of 0001. Oh, that's a good theory. None of them make a lot of sense, though, given the timeline. And then he said, does but, it say how long it was before she died?
1: Yeah, because the second one, like, I seemed, I felt like it was really fast, too, for her to, like, have created this after her daughter died, because it's only a year, you know, until she's in jail. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's only, like, a few months. You can you can assume it's a few months, because the texts and phone calls go, you know, a few yeah. days and weeks here and there. Yeah. So, I mean, two years tops. I feel like it's really fast, too, because she joins the groups right away. And it's like they've been there for a while.
0: He said if it's been years, then it makes sense. But really, zero, 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 one, their motives are all skewed. She spends all the time and effort for justice and then kills the protagonist because her daughter can't use stairs. (laughs) 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 Okay, but here's my here's my theory. I think zero 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 one is two people because remember there was also that other lady that gave her the card and she had twins that died. And at one point zero 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 one said when I lost my children implying more than one. One. Yeah. So I think it, I think zero 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 one is both the therapist mom and the twin.
1: Somebody mom. else's mom. Yeah. Yes.
0: And maybe the twin mom like started the group and then she invited the therapist mom and then they kind of like she was like hey you know you should help me run this shit
1: yeah or yeah going along what william said maybe it was like somebody had thought to put this there and maybe they thought they were going to do something and then you know she came in and rose up yeah took it over and was like no i will do something
0: yeah maybe it was maybe it really was just like a support group and then when fake wendy comes in or whatever her name was and she was like, let's take this to the next level. Let's actually do well, it. With. Allison Galen, if you're listening, we would love to know. Yes. We'd love yes. to see it. Okay. So this week we read, this was Lacey's pick. This was An Honest Lie by Taryn Fisher. I'm going to pull up the questions. You gave them a synopsis. So, we follow the point of view of Rainy, who is an
1: emo artist dating this, like, preppier man. <laughs> <laughs> they live in this community top of this mountain, and, like, they're all really close-knit friends. hmm And Rainy gets invited on this girl's trip out in Vegas, which, coincidentally, is where you find out Rainy has escaped from a cult. Mm hmm. Around the same area.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm hmm. And we mm-hmm. there. Yep. Um, so, fun fact, the mountain they live on in the book's called Tiger Mountain. And, um, actually, yes. like just a few days before I read this book, Taryn Fisher, the author, had put in her story, the inspiration for Tiger Mountain was this house that she looked at to buy. And it very, yes, it it very, it's a very like accurate description she gives in the book to see it like in person. It's exactly how she describes it. She's like, I didn't buy it because um, I can't remember why she said she didn't buy it. I think I really don't remember why she said that. But um, it was if I find it, it was in her story. So it wasn't like a post. So I couldn't like refer back to it. But if I ever see it again, I'll send it to you because it was really pretty and it was. It was cool to see. It was cool to see, like, like something to see it. Yeah. come to life. But, all right, so book club questions are a mix of Oprah's book club mm-hmm. and our own. Um, what was your favorite part of the book? Usually, we
1: all know, but I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> when timelines <laughs> jump back and forth. Well, I did appreciate this one because yeah. it really felt like you jumped back in time and it wasn't confusing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it went along with the story where I, I felt like it should have been. Mm-hmm. I didn't think anything was out of place and it flowed really nicely.
0: And it was very clear each yes. chapter, like where you, it was in chapters, it wasn't like embedded. No. In the story to where you're like, wait a minute. Um, yeah,
1: it wasn't like 10 pages, and then it skips back, and you're like, well, what mm-hmm, happened?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives you, like, little bit... It gives you everything you need when you need it, so. Yes. Yeah. I like that it included a cult, because yes. um it's, like, it's kind of unique. We've read a few books like that, but mm-hmm. I find cults fascinating. As we do. Yeah. Um just like it's just crazy how people fall into those to me if that's what's fascinating. without knowing
1: yeah some
0: of them yeah some of them without knowing and some of them are just so like kind of swindled by usually the leader that brought them in um
1: and then some fully
0: knowing some fully and, knowing, yeah. yeah it's it's interesting so um the book starts out like lacy said with rainy and her boyfriend uh grant grant i'm saying god because i'm like i don't remember this dude's name <laughs> there's and a lot of names there are a lot of names that yes remind me of that when we get to lisa yeah. part. um so she's living with her boyfriend on top of this mountain and he's like Lacey said he's friends all these people he's known since like high school and stuff and she moved to this mountain is in Washington to be with him from New York. She was an art, a, a successful artist in New York, and she moved to Washington. And um, you learn later in the book, like cause she has issues with friends making like he wants her to make friends. So he introduces her to his friend group and da da da. But she's she doesn't trust people, understandably so. She doesn't like being in big groups. She doesn't like friends.
1: Um, You learn why. <laughs> you learn fine
0: they're having a like weekly meetup it's like a book club but they didn't read a book they're just sitting yeah. together and she like goes but like people are acting weird and um they're like oh we're going on this girl's trip you should come with us to vegas and she's like "Uh, uh-uh, i'm not going to vegas and then all the while this is happening it's kind of flashing back and so as a child her father was a drug addict and he mm-hmm. died and I I always think of, like, these flashbacks. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, like, the 70s or 80s. I uh, don't no.
1: yeah. Why do I do that, too? Because, <laughs>
0: it's because totally 30 reborn. years ago, in my mind, yeah. it's the 70s, and really, right. it's, like, the fucking 90s. So yeah, she's older totally than reborn. us. Yeah. two years older than us. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking this started in, like, the 80s, late 80s, early 90s-ish is when... Her, her mother doesn't know how to make ends meet. Her husband's died. She doesn't know what to do. She has this friend that she's known since elementary school, that she's always kind of kept in touch with, and he's building this like, he he got an inheritance and he bought this uh, old prison, <laughs> 1. yeah, one. He bought this old in prison in the middle of district. nowhere. Yeah, and the, he like bought this city called Friendship and he's just building this like utopia and she should come and help him and he'll help her get back on her feet and so they're going and rainy's like wow this really sucks because like i had my whole life back in california which excuse me if rainy's a little older than the than us that means her mom grew up in the 60s and they were from california and then California in the 60s was when all kinds of hippie cult shit was going on. And you're going to tell me she didn't know she was driving to a fucking cult? Hello?
1: Well, you know, but how accessible. You also have to think how accessible it was to find stories that we now consider, you know, everyday knowledge.
0: From what I understand, California in the 60s, it was like a media blitz. It's like all they talked about. The hippies are going to get you. They're going to take you to their devil worshiping cult. It was like propaganda that they were feeding. And yes, I think some of them were legitimately cults and were legitimately doing bad things, but I think some of them were just groups that the media was like blowing out of proportion. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole. We can go down another time, but from my understanding, it, it, it was not, it was, it was in your face and she should have, she should have known about it.
1: Yeah, but how in your face, because yes, they had magazines and newspapers and stuff, you know, but like, if you wanted to know about like something that happened in a different location or something, you had to like, go actively searching, right? It, right.
0: But she was in the location. Like this was, yeah, maybe so. This is where it was happening. She was where it was happening. Maybe so, yeah, true, true. So that was, that was what the issue I had. But anyway. So they're going there because her friend's like, hey, come, I'll help you. They get there. And, like, from the get-go, Rainy's like, mm-mm, something ain't kosher about this. She game. ain't feeling it. Something's not right. Um, So I'll just go into the next question. What was your least favorite part of the book? When I went to this card reader. Okay, we'll get there. Yes. Hold, hold that. Hold the phone. I'll go ahead and say my least favorite part was 50 fucking names thrown at you in the beginning. Because she goes to that party for the Tiger Mountain Club. And and then there's a baby shower. Yes. And then there's a baby shower. And, like, all the Tiger Mountain people are there. And it's really hard to keep people straight at first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to keep their significant other straight because yes. it names all of them, too. Yes. And it doesn't give you, like, a ton of information about uh-uh. them. Uh-uh. But, uh-uh. I mean, that also might be intentional because Rainy's just kind of thrown into them as well, and she doesn't know much.
0: That's a good point. So I think it's at the baby shower when the Vegas trip is brought up. And they're like, oh, we're going on a girl's trip. um, We're going to stay here, and da-da-da, and you should really come. And she's like, no thanks. And then her and grant go out to dinner and he's like hey i heard about the girls trip are you gonna go she's like absolutely not and he's like oh i already bought your plane ticket um so you're going and he's like i'm really worried about you because you know i'm going on that long business trip and it's supposed to snow and i don't want you to get like um stuck in the house with no like electricity (laughs) and lonely he's like so you should go and this is where you find out she has never told him anything about her past like that. Like they've been together several years at this point, And she has not told this to that. She has escaped a cult, which would explain all of her hangups. Right. Like, and he even says like later on, we don't talk about our past. Like we just don't. And I'm like, yeah, that's really freaking healthy. Whatever. <laughs> so let's
1: just avoid everything. Right.
0: So she decides to go on the trip, I guess just to like appease him. But, um, yeah problem number two that's where her colt was and you escape it doesn't tell you at the why beginning she that back? she has escaped but it heavily hints and then later you find out like how exactly she got away um why would you go back yeah, exactly. yeah why would
1: you go anywhere near it i don't care but if you exactly. want to appease him like i would have spilled my guts exactly. like, when he already bought the ticket i'd be like look listen <laughs> We need to sit down and have a grown-up conversation because that's what we are.
0: (laughs) Listen, dude, you live on the top of the mountain. You obviously have money. This ticket is of no consequence to you. Like, I'm not fucking going. Here's why. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just just so mind-boggling to me. I mean, I guess this just adds to her character of why she wouldn't tell him. And she would just rather go and make herself miserable because – the only person she really likes is the pregnant woman that doesn't go because she's like about yeah. to have her baby any day now. And so like, why
1: didn't she just go stay with her friend? And
0: that's like, what I was thinking do When he was like, Oh, you know, it could get really bad. Just, Hey, yeah. go stay with your pregnant friend. That's about to have a baby. Then. Yeah. Home. Because they
1: are going to need an extra set uh-huh. of hands. Like I've been there. Uh-huh. They need it. Whether it's, Cleaning dishes or just sweeping up, whatever they need it.
0: Yes, William. Good point.
1: <laughs> you need <laughs> it, don't you?
0: <laughs> so when they get to Vegas, um they like. Rainy, Rainy does try to kind of like the vibes are off. There's this girl. Yeah, Ta- I think her name is Tara. Tara. She's a fucking bitch. Um, Tara's like always, you can feel. You can feel. Yes, the hatred. Yes. Like, they're getting ready to go out, and Rainey's artsy, very, like, a plain kind of chick. Like, she puts mm-hmm. on a black dress and Birkenstocks, and she's ready to go while these other bitches are going to take, like, three hours to get ready. And Tara's like, oh, I have a doctor that can fix your nose.
1: Like, except for wives. These and
0: Rainey's are. like, um, because her nose, as she explains, was broken from the mm-hmm. cult leader in a softball game that he intentionally had the pitcher, oh. like, beat her with the ball because she could not actually it. her her mom had done something and he was trying to punish the daughter for it but so she has a so she has a crooked nose i guess because it was broken and for someone to be like oh i have a doctor that can fix your nose like i would never say something like that to someone yeah but these that are pretentious so ladies rude. up in these expensive hills oh that's so rude and rainy's just yeah. like um no she's like she, she goes, I have a doctor that can fix that. And Rainey looks at her. She's like, yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Um So they go out and there's another woman named Braith who Rainey is kind of friends with. She's like, I guess she's been the nicest to her. And Braith's husband, I think his name is Steven, is BFF with Grant and they work together. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the couple that they do stuff with. And she's like, Braith is acting like really weird around me and really weird with Tara, but they go out. And um, as, so this was Lacey's least favorite part of the book was Braith wants to go to this like celebrity psychic. Yeah. And so they're all going. And I don't think, or no, Rainy does go and they pull a car and like, they're like, Oh, you have a secret. You have a, okay. So explain why it's your least favorite part.
1: Because like, twice Rainy tried to get out of it and they, like, pressured her into it and I just really did not like it. Like, yeah. I feel like Rainy spent all this time escaping this cult and this toxicity mm-hmm. that she would not let it happen again and she kind of does. Like, I agree. she, she tells them, she's like, no, I don't want to go and then, like, she has sort of a panic attack and runs into the bathroom and, like, one of the friends, Ursa is it Ursa?
0: yeah or, or, or no I think it's the younger girl I don't know I can't it's one of them yeah. yeah there's
1: so many names there's so many names but yeah she's anyway one comes and checks on her and she's like no I really don't want to do this can you help me get out of it and she's like yeah sure and like they splash water on her face you know make her mascara run and they come out and they're like oh it's your turn and she's like oh well I really want to go and Rainy's like no okay just go then and like she just stays and then <laughs> Like they pressure her into going. Right? Yeah. like, No, you have to do it. You know, and she does mm-hmm. it. And I'm just like, okay, but you, you just you tried to get out of it twice. Like why are why are you now going? Just say no. All I right. really don't believe in this, and you don't have All to right. explain yourself. And I think like,
0: she does wind up leaving, right? Like she leaves them. She, yeah, after one girl takes after <laughs> yeah, yeah. after
1: they start invasively asking questions and judging her and everything.
0: Because, like, from the moment Rainy has stepped off the plane, like, in the airport, she starts having, like, flashbacks. Like, yeah. not things that she's forgotten, but things that are just being triggered because she, things that are reminding her of things, right? So she's, like...
1: She's forgotten a lot of things because, you know, yeah. your brain your brain blocks stuff out when right. you're in traumatic situations, as, as it should with some of these things that happened to her.
0: Yeah, I could see that one of it. And honestly... It explains later why Braith wanted to go to the psychic, but I just thought that whole thing was kind of weird and like didn't yeah. really fit in. No, it was just kind
1: of, it was just kind of awkward and really invasive and I don't know. I, you could feel the pressure. You could feel yeah. the pressure.
0: Was it a fast or slow read, and why? I felt like that's pretty fast. It is fast because I feel like I just kind of wanted to know, like. What was going to, like, what's happening next? What's going to happen next? Um, yeah. Which event scene or character has stuck with you the most?
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> okay. so you find out later down the line that Rainey's mother <clears> – <throat> is on these work trips, because in this Mm. in this cult, they separate the kids from the parents and put the kids in this, you know. Yeah, kids camp, where at the start, they're educating them, and, you know, they have their own little schedule, but they're still eating meals with their parents, and they're still Mm -hmm. having time with their parents and everything. Eventually, it becomes more of a work camp. They're becoming malnourished. They're only eating vegetables and broth that they grow on their lands. He's keeping them out in the sunlight from, you know, morning until night, just working out and running in this desert heat.
0: Mm-hmm. So that and, is... Oh, like cut <laughs> off? I was like, did I yeah,
1: lose you? <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was thinking of where to, like, not give away too much yet, but okay. <laughs> so... Is it? I don't know how to say his name. Teguin,
0: Tegan, Tegan? Tor- oh. Okay, so I was thinking it was like Torrid, like Taurus, because it's T A U R E D. So I was thinking it was like Torrid, Torrid. Torrid. Taurus. Yeah, it's how really would you How would you say this name? Let me find yeah,
1: it. Where I'm getting the S, I'm thinking Taurus, I guess.
0: Mm, great. Now I'm not gonna be able to find it.
1: I didn't ever say his name. I just kept saying like cult leader or like. There it is. How <laughs> would you say that? Stupid shit. Torred.
0: Torred. Like he's the cult Torred. leader. Torrid. Ta- yeah, something like that. Okay. jackass So,
1: jackass.
0: Cult leader.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like he starts noticing that Rainy and her mother are coming to terms with what this place actually is yeah and that they're wanting to leave so
0: they schedule like this getaway yeah the mom was okay thing. i got the issues <laughs> with this too the mom was real badass about this so yes i'll but let me help the will william get there because yeah. he didn't that. because there's so. a lot that
1: happens because i'm i'm also leaving out the fact that Rainy stumbles across what her mother has been is really on doing. trips to
0: do. Yeah, and they're telling her she's going on mission trips. She's going to recruit people because we need people to work here because, you know, we have to we have to help the community thrive. Well, what the mom's really going to do is like recruit new people, and, and they're like young taking girls. Pictures, young girls. They're like taking naked. So what Rainy finds is a like spread eagle photo of a young girl. And they're like drugging these girls and taking the photos, which I guess was meant to be like blackmail in case they ever tried to leave. I and think then they, they were
1: also like selling them too because they also, oh yeah, she right. also finds floppy disks
0: yes, and stuff. You're right. Because she does say later that he was, he was like a, um, like a web developer. So part of the thing that they were doing in the kids camp was he was teaching the kids how to code and they were building websites and shit so he would have clients that wanted cuz i mean again this is the 90s right this is when yeah, all this shit was going in on early mm-hmm. 2000s so companies are hiring him to build their websites well he's got a little factory of kids in here doing it and he's bringing in all this money and then he's also like lacey said selling these photos of these young girls to perverts online child molesters and um so that's what the mom was doing. And every time she came back, she was just in these horrible moods. And Rainy didn't understand why, because Rainy over time has kind of gotten sucked into this cult. Because it starts out with the reason they came was he was like, you know, we see that the devil is in the world and we're just trying to live our life like based on God. Because that's how a lot of these cults start, right? Yeah. Where they want to better everything. But then when you get like down to the nitty gritty. They're like the most ungodly people. (laughs) That's how it usually works. So, um, yeah, Torred's motivations are sinister and the mom's starting to figure that out. But while Rainey's there alone and she's exposed to all this, she's kind of drinking the Kool-Aid,
1: so to speak. Mm -hmm. And
0: she is like, Mom, how could you say that about him? So the mom, badass that she is, is like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And she has a very strained relationship with her parents, but she works it out. They send her plane tickets. She schedules a cab to pick them up while everyone else is like worshiping. She has somehow bought a gun on one of her mission trips. And she's like, Rainy, we're leaving right now. And there's someone at the gate and the person at the gate asks them and she's like, mind your own fucking business. Basically, it pulls out the gun and they get in the taxi. Okay, so this is the scene that stuck with you the most. So you go ahead.
1: So it's not the scene, this scene, they go to the airport and the cult leader comes and finds the bomb and beats her. And then Rainey, you know, after waiting around for a while, goes outside and sees Mm -hmm. that he's out there and has her mother. And then, you know, reluctantly, she goes back. Their punishment yeah, they were. Is what stuck with me. Like they make them go outside in a trench stripped down and yeah. then they hose them down with like this fire hose. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's what stuck with me. Like that's you don't understand how pa- exactly how painful that would be.
0: And then they put them in that room tied to that chair naked yes. for like for several days. days. Yeah. The the airport thing is what I had a problem with, because so they get to the airport, they get their tickets. They're like about to go to the gate. And then Rainey has to go to the bathroom. And her mom's like, well, I'm going to go wait at the gate. And she's like, "Okay," And there's like a long line. Well, then she goes to the gate and her mom's not there. And then she's like walking around looking for her mom. And then she goes back to the gate and she realizes the plane left like 10 minutes ago. And she's like, "Well, shit. She's like, my mom wouldn't leave without me. So then, like Lacey says, she wanders outside and sees Tourette there with her mom. Okay. Here's my issue with that. Okay. Mm, I got one too. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Okay. Page 161. He would not have been able to get past security with a gun. Number one. Right, and number exactly. two. If exactly. Rainey's a few years older than this, this would be post 9-11 where you need a ticket to get to the gate. I was going to say that too. So there's no way he could have went and gotten no, her. None. At the gate. They would have been totally safe once they got past security because even if he bought a ticket, he wouldn't be able to get that gun past security. And not She to could mention, have just been like not, not to mention me. her
1: lip was cut and somebody obviously would have noticed like a yes. fresh punch to the face and this man yes. like you know, pushing you out in a big, crowded airport, which we yeah, think and guess there's would people, be. Yeah, Thank there's you people
0: everywhere. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um. So, event scene or character that stuck with me the most. Let's do page. This is more like a quote. This is page one forty. Can you find it? So they're talking about um, going back and Rainy's, like, asking her mom, like, what did you say? She said, what did you, talking about when she called her parents, what did you say when you spoke to them? Here's where it gets confusing, because Rainy's real name is Summer, uh huh, and her mom's name is Lorraine, but when Rainy got out, she changed her name from Summer to Lorraine and goes by Rainy, because Summer has, like, very negative feelings for her, so... When I say Lorraine here, I'm talking about the mom. It says, what did what did they say when you spoke to them? Lorraine looked at her hands, her bottom lip caught between her teeth, that I was in a cult, that they'd helped me. Summer frowned, considering her mother's words. A cult? Could that be true? What was a cult anyway? Rules and religion? And then she asked her mom, aren't they in a cult too? Because Lorraine's parents were very religious. And I like, so that aren't they in a cult too? I'm like, yes, because that is like, Anyone that listens knows that I believe organized religion is a cult. Um, and then earlier you brought up that you said, you know, Rainey had escaped a cult, but she's kind of like falling back into one with the tiger mm-hmm. mountain women. Mm-hmm. And I do agree with that because it does seem very cultish, like this group right. of women that all live on a mountain. And there's a really good nonfiction book by Amanda Montell called Cultish, and she like really dives into like cults and motivations, but like things that we see every day that aren't cults. Like for example, Lulu Lularoe, yeah, or just like the whole joining like groups to buy stuff, like things like multi-level marketing. She talks about Lululemon, you know, everyone that works like out.
1: Praises, one- like phrases, yeah, you know, the teas, the loaded teas, and all that. Yes, yeah,
0: exactly. Essential oils, like they're all they're all using like the same. Part of, like, your your psyche to get you into those things. So I thought it was interesting that you brought up that she's basically in another cult. Because she kind of, well, basically, basically they did. all have their own
1: little secrets. And they uh-huh. all, like, have extremely deep roots, which, you know, parallels to this cult with uh-huh. his members that go back to the, you know, the OGs that first mm-hmm. came in with him that would never turn their backs on him.
0: Yep, yep. Um, So that line is what stuck with me the most. Um, Next question: What did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary?
1: Not really, but I mean, it flowed. I didn't mind the Mm -hmm. back and forth, you know. There's there's obviously we always have questions, but we'll get to more of those. Mm
0: -hmm. No, I love Taryn Fisher. She's one of my favorite authors. She's
1: still really it's
0: it's a great book.
1: Yeah. Like, you can feel the tension building, you can see all this stuff happening, you know, yes. there's some stuff you see coming, there's some stuff you don't see coming.
0: She is, like, amazing at writing someone's, like, anguish and their yes. problems the and illustrating them to where you can, like, see it come to life. And you're just like... And you can Whoa. relate. Yes. And you can feel it. Like, you can feel what that character is feeling. So don't get me wrong about all this. I, re- I enjoyed the book. I thought it was yes. a great book. Yes um she's a fabulous writer i think she's very talented at what she does next question would you want to read another book by this author yes same i've read every book but of hers but one so yes obviously i just auto read auto buy if taryn fisher puts it out (laughs) i'll just buy it just like
1: colleen
0: yep just like colleen did reading the book impact your mood in any way how and where
1: it did because you can feel the tension, you can feel the rise and build, you can feel like that paranoid feeling of when this group is cutting her off when rain when these wives are cutting rainy off, like you can mm-hmm. feel that they're talking behind her back you know yeah and
0: you can feel and, that
1: yeah, you can feel the hair stand up on your neck as if you know it was happening to you like i mm-hmm. I did enjoy the way that she can write. Like
0: this. Yeah. It I agree. It gave me some anxiety. It put me in the like in the cult scenes with her. You're just like, Oh, get out, leave. Yeah. Um, so come to find out. come to find out Braith and Grant dated okay, so it depends on who you talk to, because if you talk to Braith, she's in love with Grant and he's the Mm. love of her life. If you talk to Grant, he's like, We dated for like a month in high school. And then um Stephen, who is now her husband, was more interested. So and I wasn't like I didn't feel like that for her. So I just like let it go. But she's like trying to end her 10 year marriage to be with Grant. So she's trying to get with her friend Rainey's man behind her back. And that's what all this tension and secrets and whispering has mm-hmm. been about. And that's why Braith wanted so desperately to go to this psychic to see if she was going to which is OK. This is one plot point that does not make sense to me that she wants to be with Grant, so she goes to the celebrity psychic in Vegas. I'm just like, what?
1: But it kind of makes sense now, because, so if you're from Rainey's perspective, when she goes to get her cards read, like, it says that, you know, she's this figure, and then he pulls this other card and says there's this figure battling for her power. So if you're thinking oh. from Rainey's point of view, she's thinking of cult leader power versus her, but if you're thinking from Bray, Braith is thinking that it's her power versus Rainey's for Grant.
0: And that's why they were pressuring uh, Rainey to get her cards read because Braith is like, I want to know. And she's like trying to reach Grant. And uh, the night of the baby shower, Braith didn't show up because she didn't feel good. And come to find out, it's because she was over at Grant's house trying to tell him how she felt. And he was like, dude, (laughs) I'm not into this.
1: You know what's funny is like I wrote down like one of the first few chapters when I realized that Braith wasn't somewhere. Oh, it was the baby shower. When Braith wasn't at the baby shower that she put a lot of work into and Grant was like off somewhere else. I was like, are they having an affair? Mm.
0: In woman's intuition. We always know. We always know, Steven. The lucky. Look- <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, nah, I like my food. And my nice cozy bed <laughs> and my PlayStation.
0: Um, what surprised you most about the book?
1: Um I will say that you know some of the punishments and stuff you don't see coming, like even the brainwashing you don't see coming. Like when you find out later on um that rainy's mother has pretty much been tortured to death after they try to escape yes and when they bring rainy out of this room like they bring her straight into her mother's funeral Mm -hmm. and then like a couple days later like he drags rainy into this freezer and like Mm -hmm. her mother's body is on a slab
0: uh-huh. And he's
1: like, you see these track marks, like, she's a junkie. Like, mm-hmm. she's a junkie, just like your daddy. And Randy's like, no, she would never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, no, look. And, like, she, she just kind of starts believing it again. Yeah. Even though she's, like, overheard this asshole, like, a couple times now. <laughs> and yeah. knows who he Knows really who he monster.
0: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, one well, number one, she's a kid. And then, um,
1: I mean, you are right. She's only fifteen. She really doesn't yeah. understand a lot of things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true.
0: And she really adored him, and she really looked yeah. up to him. And he, at the beginning, was very wonderful to her. And then, like you said, the the facade starts to chip away, and you're you see who he really is. And so then, you know, you're being gaslit, and you're like, well, do, was my mom doing drugs? And maybe I just didn't realize. It is really sad. Um,
1: Until she finds out what happened later on, you know, because she didn't know that they were drugging everybody. <laughs> right,
0: right. And because she, just cause knew cause she that remembers she found the
1: pictures.
0: she remembers later on that she was drugged, mm-hmm. and she had found a picture of herself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh my god!" I think what surprised me most is there are several plot things that happen later that yeah. are not like cohesive to one mm. another so like all of a sudden at the end okay so all the other ladies leave from Vegas like they're supposed to and rainy stays behind and so does braith cuz braith like has family in Arizona and she's going to like go see them before she goes home cuz both of their hus like braith's husband Steven and rainy's boyfriend Grant are on this like month long business trip in Japan so braith is like well I'm just going to go like see my family while my husband's gone or whatever so they were both going to stay. So Rainy is going to stay because she hid this floppy disk in the desert and she's going to go get it. I guess she I guess just being in Vegas kind of awakens everything and I I don't know why she wants to go get it either. It didn't explain it or I don't remember why. Um so she goes back to the friendship town so the prison is there in the town, but there's like other businesses in the town. There's like nothing out there. Like, why the fuck would you go there?
1: They run.
0: Yes. And, um, so she goes to get that and then, um, Braith gets kidnapped and someone starts texting her and she can tell like it's not Braith. So she's like, well, shit. Um, she thinks it's tor- Torrid. Torrid. And she's like, this is my fault. I got her involved in this. I have to go get her. But then there's also these like, um, murders that have happened. So she go, so when she goes back to friendship, she goes to the diner and she had this friend in the cult named Sarah. They were around the same age. Sarah's parents were like founding members. Her dad was a doctor. Um, so they were very like well regarded in the community and Sarah is who helped her escape. So after Rainey's punishment and after they, t- they showed her her mom's body, they called the police and said, someone that lives here with us overdose, overdose, we have her body here. We're calling you so you can come and like, take it away or whatever. And so Sarah's like, listen, the police are coming and he's going to tell them that you've run away. And, they're going to uh, your mother had a life insurance policy and they're going to marry you to Torred so he can get that money. And they're going to hide you, and lock you in his room and say that you've run away um, because technically she's only like 15 and she would go to yeah. her grandparents or be a ward mm-hmm. of the state. Mm-hmm. But he's also forged these documents saying like he's her legal guardian and that her mom signed off on their marriage. So they lock her up. And Sarah's like, listen, I'm going to come unlock the door. But I was not involved in this. Because Sarah's realized, like, this is fucked up. Um, so the police are... She's like, while the police are there, you got to go into the chapel and you got to tell them, like, what the truth is. So she unlocks the door. Uh Rainy runs in there and she's like, I'm so-and-so. I didn't run away. This is what they're doing to me, da-da-da. But, like, one of the cops is in the colt's pockets. And then Tared's kind of, like, trying to gloss it over. But one of the cops is a female cop. And she's, like, picking up some vibes. <laughs> she's a badass because she like looks at Rainy and she has this silent conversation with her and she, and Rainy pretends like she faints and the officer's like, Oh my God, we have to call an ambulance. And Tered's like, no, you don't. We have a doctor here. She's like, no, this is protocol. We have to get her checked out. So they take her to the hospital and that's how she escapes the cult.
1: And Mm -hmm. from
0: that point she goes to live with her grandparents, which is very just kind of like she lives with her grandparents. She goes to college, her grandparents die. That's how she got out. So when she gets back to the town and she goes to the diner, she notices the waiter looks like her friend, Sarah, like he has some facial features of hers. And, um, so she like asks him, she's like, who's your mom? And he's like, my mom's name was Sarah. And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, she's dead. So she's like, oh, so she like does some Googling and she finds out that Sarah had like a weird death. And then another girl, Fina, who was one of the girls that she found the naked picture of What also died mm-hmm. like this really weird death. And she's like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, then Brace gets kidnapped. So she's like, okay, Torred's like killing these chicks and like making it look weird, whatever. But then it's like, not Torred. It's this dude that she, that, that was a kid in the cult with her named Ginger. And you're just like, huh? And apparently Ginger like always wanted to be Tourette's like golden boy. He's the one that beat her with the baseball. Attack. No, that's Guy. Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah. Ginger right. also got beat with the softball though. And he used okay. to get bullied a lot because people were like, oh, you're like a brown noser. You're like always up to right. red, da da da. But Ginger, I guess just really wanted to be like seen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So for some reason he decides to start killing these women. I don't know. It's really weird. It doesn't really kind of make sense to me. Maybe if someone could How would me, he I don't understand how he would have the freedom to do it because it's such a
1: watched.
0: Well, it says later on that um the cult it, it it's not it's not really a cult anymore. There's a few people still there on the compound with Tered, but like everyone's pretty much kind of left and done their own thing because it doesn't explain why. It doesn't explain why it's gotten to that point. But Tourette still oh. lives there with some of the like elders and a few other people. But it's not like a big raging cult anymore. Oh. So Ginger is like a drug dealer on the strip, basically. He's like selling pills and stuff to people. And he kills Sarah because Tourette had a kid with her. He kills Fina because, I guess, Tourette really liked So he's going after women that he felt had Tourette's. I, he didn't. So he has breaks. So when Rainy gets there, she's like, at first she doesn't recognize him. And she's like, are you Ginger? And then who does she call for help? The police. No, 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 not the police. She calls Tered, the former cult leader, to come help her and her friend (laughs) from this serial killer. And you're like, What? but she's done all these things like leading up she's like set all these breadcrumbs for this to happen this particular way so they like deal with ginger he's like dead whatever because him and Tyred, like have a fight and Tourette like shoots some i don't remember something like that okay so then rainy and to are about to have a showdown and she's about to show him she's smarter than him now so she had, like, snuck in these quaaludes in her leggings because Ginger instructed her to wear workout gear because it's tight and she couldn't smuggle any, like, weapons in. But she's like, women's gear has pockets, so I put my quaaludes in there. Huh. So she puts them in her – and Toured like, wants to cook a dinner. They're, like, in a kitchen that's being renovated in Vegas at, a, at like, a hotel. And Tered, like, goes out and buys some steak to, so those two can have dinner – while Braith is, like, passed out for malnourishment and about to die. Oh, and she's also been hit in the head with a hammer by Ginger. So she's, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. But Tourette's, like, I'm going to run to the grocery store and get some steaks. I'll, I'll be want- right back. I'll be right back. So he comes back, and he's, like, oh, and he don't cook. So he's going to watch her do it. So she's like, pours the wine or whatever. But she had been, like, softening up the quaaludes in her mouth. So she, like, takes a drink of her wine and, I guess, spits the quaaludes in. And then, like, switches glasses with Tourette because she's like, you're probably trying to poison me. So he, like, takes her wine and sips it in front of her to show her, like, hey, I'm drinking this. I didn't, like, I'm not trying to drug you, well, you know, because she's like, oh, you drugged me before. Well, dumbass, he just drank the Quaaludes. So he's like, oh, my God, what have you done to me? So he, like, falls on the flat top that they were heating up for the steak, and she just, like, holds him there while he, like, fucking burns to death. hmm And then the like smoke alarms go off and the firefighters show up and then you get an epilogue and then it yeah, it's over. So, yeah. Um, So, which brings me to the next question. Yeah, that's what surprised me most about the book was that it those things at the end that happen that you're just kind of like, oh. So how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? I felt like it was really
1: rushed.
0: It was rushed. However, I know we always say this, but in one of my classes this semester, we did a narrative writing assignment, which is like we study the the points of a story, right? And it's right. basically a the big, rise
1: and fall, the, the climax, and fall. yeah.
0: And they really want the ending to be right after the climax,
1: yeah. In
0: those situations, so after I took after I learned that and had to write my own story, I was like, maybe that's why we always feel like the endings are rushed. I just because feel like.
1: She could have done more. I agree to the cult leader and all of that than what she actually did, you know. And I, I she guess deserved more. more. Just want
0: more at the end, where maybe yeah. the average reader doesn't. And these publishers are like, "Hey, if we give them like sixty more pages, we're gonna lose them." Or yes. maybe that's how they do it? I don't know. I don't know. That's true. But yes, yeah. it does end abruptly. For, a,
1: especially for all the back and forth and like everything yeah. that he put her through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And her mother, like he took her mother from her when she was 15.
0: We're also oversimplifying this because it's like three hundred, And Lacey and I cannot tell you of every there no. it's a, you got to read That's it. True. It's a very fascinating story. It is.
1: I mean the cult's been done before, but like not in this way.
0: Yeah. Um, well, how does the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It's a saying her mom said. That's an honest slide. It was something that her mom kept saying over and over again. Is this book overrated or underrated? It was like a 3.
1: point something.
0: Oh, I'm sure I remember it. I got it. It was 3.65. I would say that's underrated.
1: Yeah, it's a little under
0: because I do feel like it's about a 4 um does this book remind you of any other books like you just said yeah well we also read that other cult book this year the what was it called the collective a history of wild places oh that
1: too yeah that too
0: this book is the book augustus and beach reed should have written (laughs) (laughs) when he did all that research about cults and then made it like a rom-com or something yeah this is the kind of book that he should have written <laughs> augustus i think about him a lot actually i i love him um how did it impact you do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years we know i don't remember until i start reading again <laughs> but
1: i did i did like it i did like that even though it was the same cult story it was set different. Differently, you know, there was different mm-hmm. things that happened, and
0: it shows you how they situations. get sucked into it. Yeah, you know, some people do. It's out of desperation; they have nowhere else to go. I mean, yeah. that is legitimately why some people get into this kind of thing. And I think yeah. it was interesting to read. Yeah, how I would just like know yeah. her research process for this.
1: Yeah,
0: that would be interesting. And how,
1: yeah, how desperate some people can be to need somewhere to go to be there. Yeah, and then how disgusting some people can be to like sell their own daughter Ugh. to someone, pretty much.
0: So nasty. Um, are there any lingering questions or plot holes that you are we, still thinking about?
1: I mean, we've come across a lot of them.
0: Yeah, the airport thing. Why she would go back.
1: Uh, but I mean, I would like to know why the cult fell apart. Yeah. Why it would fall apart sooner. Yeah.
0: It might... I don't know what that it meant. I feel like I already remember that. Here's the problem. I either start our book club books too early or too late. too late. And I started this too early and I finished it like last Wednesday. And
1: then you forget.
0: And then I started reading something and then I'm like, shit. Yeah. I can't can't read
1: in between our episodes either because I do do the same thing and I forget.
0: Yes, (laughs) And I'm like, well, I got to find the sweet spot of what day to start on so I can finish where I remember. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we have a few um things to talk about. Let me pull that up. So I asked a few of our listeners what they thought. And let me see. Uh-oh. I think I lost it. Okay. So, this is at Mona underscore underscore twirling underscore pages. This is Monica. She's been a listener's pick before. She said she liked it. She gave it five stars. This was her first Taryn Fisher book, and in the end, she's happy that she got her revenge. Do you think that Rainy sleeps better at night now, knowing Tourette is dead? Yeah. Like so. would that take a weight off of you? Some,
1: but yeah. not enough, I would think.
0: Okay. Um, this is from at the wondering dot paperbacks. Her name is Jess. She's an Aussie. Cool. Um, so I have a review here. We posted one of her photos. So she said, "Compelling, intriguing, and unputdownable." Three words to describe an honest lie. If I wasn't reading an honest lie, I was thinking about it. Delving into two timelines now and then, I couldn't decide which timeline fascinated me more. Mm -hmm. The then time period had all the information I needed to know to fully understand the now period. Mm -hmm. But the now period was surrounded in so much mystery and secret that I just needed to know what was happening. Yes. I loved the cult vibes. Cults have always interested me, and in, in how they work and what happens. So this was a happy surprise. I went in completely blind and applied for this arc because I love Taryn's work, and I wasn't disappointed. So, and then she thanks NetGalley and Taryn Fisher for her advance copy. Um, I agree, it was unputdownable because you just yeah like, want to know like, what we happened. Want to know
1: all the secrets, like we all do. We want to know all the secrets.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so. Yeah, in the end, her and Grant wind up married. Her Braith is still alive. Bitch got hit in the head with a hammer. She's still alive. She divorces Stephen. I also kind of wonder if maybe Braith was just like unhappy in her marriage and just looking for a way
1: wind out. Out, yeah.
0: So it's like just leave the dude and go figure but out. But I don't.
1: Guy. I don't think so because when they're on that trip, like there's this game they play where they make up these questions and drop it into this bucket, and they all draw one and answer it. And, like, Brave gets asked, you know, has she, or her first love, something about her first love or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she starts describing this person, and, like, she's not talking about her husband. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that is clear, but they don't know it. that it's Grant. Well, yeah. Rainy yeah. doesn't know. I think everyone else knows that it's Grant.
1: Yeah, every, yeah everybody else knows because they know their history.
0: Which is fucked up that no one told her. Like, these are not yeah. your friends. That's <laughs> that. But yeah, that was an honest lie. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you've never read Taryn Fisher, I would probably Do start I? with a different Taryn Fisher book.
1: Yeah, DM be me. It's pretty heavy. This DM be me. be pretty heavy. And yeah. I'll pick one yeah. for
0: you it's, if you've never read Taryn Fisher. She's fabulous. Love her. Um, anything else about this book that we should talk about? I still feel like
1: we're probably missing something because there's a lot.
0: We're missing a ton. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah,
1: there's definitely something we're
0: missing. You have to read it. Yeah. William, you should just read it. William, is there anything we're missing? <laughs> so let us know <laughs> we'll discuss okay. next week. Um, so
1: for next episode,
0: it's a listener's pick, and we did a vote Ooh. this time. So I had listeners send in like nominate a book, and then from there it was narrowed down to two that they voted on. And so they voted, and I'm gonna go to that right now and see what's one. Okay, yep, it's over. So the winner is uh, where did it go? I'm looking for the author. I know the name of the book that won, but I'm trying. To- Sorry, nothing. <laughs> Ooh. There it is. It's called Darling Girl by Liz oh. Mikowski. And this is a Peter Pan retelling where Peter Pan is the villain. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Dun, dun,
0: um it has really good reviews. It's all over Bookstagram and it's sold out everywhere. I went today to try to get a copy of it. At Barnes and Noble, and they were like, "Oh my God, we cannot keep this on the shelf. No, We've had to reorder so it." Like, time. That's what <laughs> I so I sent it to Steve because they were like, "Hey, do you want us to order you a copy?" And I was like, "No, I'll just get it on Amazon." And they were like, "Don't say that word in here." So I came home <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, Steve, can you order this for me?" And he was like, "Shit, can't you just get this on your Kindle? It's like five dollars cheaper." And I was like, "I gotta take pictures of it, dude." Did you order that, by the way? He's looking like he didn't order He better have ordered he it. Didn't. So,
1: he didn't. He's like, get it on
0: your Kindle, bro. It is easier to get and cheaper to get it on your Kindle. So you have two weeks. You can get it on your Kindle. Um, Amazon, was, you were still able to order it. But Barnes & Noble is sold out. And yeah, it just came out May 3rd. And at first, I thought it was young adult. It's not young adult. I went to the young adult section, and they were like, oh, no, no. It's over here in fantasy, but we're just out Ooh. of it. So it is adult fiction. So I'm so kind of darker. That's what I'm wondering. Steve was like, is it Smutty? Is it one of your Smutty books? Yes, Steve, it is. And Lacey said, Lacey said, yes, Steve, it is. <laughs> so, Peter Pan might be, it. might be getting it on. I don't know. We'll find out. Two weeks. Grab your coffee. Oh, copy.
1: Wonders what he's going to do with a little tank tank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did not just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, somewhere out there is this money book where Peter Pan gets it on with Tinkerbell. It's, it's got to be out there. It's probably it's that be. theory you were reading about, like, Jack Skellington.
1: Probably. Pinocchio and all them, probably. Yes,
0: Pinocchio. I should get
1: back to those, just out of sheer curiosity. <laughs> where she sits on his face and, like, lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we needed that laugh after that heavy cult book. Yes, so. Two weeks, we're going to read Darling Girl. Send us your reviews, pictures, thoughts. Two Bookworms, one podcast at
0: com Or on Instagram, Two Bookworms, one podcast. That's all I got. Bye. Bye. Little, say bye.